What's up? Thank you for tuning in to this UF Student Podcast. We're so excited that you stopped by to listen. If you have any questions, shoot us a DM on Instagram or Twitter at CUF Students. What's going on, fam? How you guys doing tonight? All right. So welcome to part two of our series, Brothers, Mothers, and Others. Uh, this is a relationship series. And I don't know about you, but relationships, they can, uh, they can be a little awkward. They can be a little murky or complicated. And throughout this series, we believe that if you can get a few of these things down, we believe that it will help your relationship with God. It'll help your relationship with your friends, your parents, and everybody else that you encounter with in life. And last week, we, we talked about our relationship with God. And if you, can, if you can be intentional in that relationship, if you can own it, if you can make that a personal thing for you and God, then that can absolutely change your life. It can absolutely change the relationships that you have with the people all around you. And tonight we're going to be talking about a relationship with our parents because I know good and well that everybody in this room has an absolute perfect relationship with their parents. Am I right? Nah, 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 that's fake news. That's fake news. Nah, that ain't, that ain't true. Y'all know I can't play with y'all. All right. So tonight we're going to be talking about relationships with our parents. Now, uh, I have a pretty good relationship with my dad. Uh, me and my dad, uh, we've, we've been really close ever, ever since I can, uh, remember. We've been really, really close. And, uh, me and my dad, I mean, we used to just hang out. We used to have a lot of fun. Uh, me, my dad would always, always, always be there for all my speed skating competitions. He was there for whenever I started football. He would even show up to some of my practices. My dad was kind of a stalker. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, he was a cop. So, yeah, I guess he kind of is a stalker in a way. All right. But, yeah, my dad was a cop, and so he had the opportunity. He would patrol our area, so he would uh, have the freedom to come and watch some of my practices. He would be at every single one of my football games. Uh, I had a really, really, really solid relationship with my dad. But my mom. It kind of gets a little awkward. Uh, I love my mom, uh, but we, we just never fully really clicked. And uh, let me just go ahead and tell you that families are never going to be extremely like cookie cutter. All right? They're always going to be a little different. They're always going to be just different. And so uh, let, me just, let me just lay some of the groundwork so that way you can see what I grew up with. Um, my mom, or actually my dad had a few marriages before uh, I was born. And uh, my mom was his third wife. Uh, he had three daughters before, uh, before he got with my mom and had two different wives. And then I was born. And, well, actually, I have a brother. Uh, his name is Brandon. Uh, he's about two years older than me. And uh, I went through my, almost my entire life until uh, my freshman year of college. And then I found out that dude is actually not my real brother. Yeah. Talk about just like earth shattering. It's like breaking news. Your brother's not your brother. It's like, what's up with that? And so I found out that my mom was just completely ashamed about this, but uh, she got pregnant uh, from another dude. And uh, right after the baby was born, uh, she started dating my dad. Um, my mom was, uh, was, she's super sweet. She used to go, she's very, very giving. She used to go to the police departments uh, every Thanksgiving and Christmas and bring them food because she figured that they're always working, always doing stuff to protect us. And so she's like, I want to give back to them. Well, that's how she met my dad. And uh, they started, started a relationship and my dad chose to adopt my older brother. 
And so that, in his mind, he's like, that is my son. And I grew up always knowing, and my dad always showing that my older brother is my brother, was his son. And then, but whenever I found that out, I was like, what is going on? What else do I not know? But it turned out that was, that was really it. But uh, man, that really rocked my world. But it, it made me realize a few things growing up that my mom would always make sure my brother and I were treated the same, treated fairly. And so that's the lens that I grew up with. I thought I was a, a younger sibling, but I was actually kind of the only child in a way, not really, it's complicated. And that's the one thing I, I, I just I want us to figure out tonight, that relationships are complicated, but it doesn't mean we can't, we can't work on them. It doesn't mean we can't try to figure them out. It doesn't mean that we can't try to make them better. And my relationship with my mom was complicated. I couldn't figure out, well, I can't really exactly pinpoint why me and her can't ever see eye to eye, uh, but I love her very, very much. And I say that first because I'm about to say something kind of horrible. But my best relationship with my mom is whenever we have a healthy 400 miles apart. Yeah, yeah, but, and, and that sounds horrible to say. And like I said, I, I deeply, deeply love my mother. But it seems like every time we get, we get in the same room, things just kind of don't work out well. They don't work out well. And I'd say over the, over the time that I was in college, because I, I was about 400 miles away from my mom, and, I was, and our relationship got better. That's how I figured out that our healthy little distance actually made us better. I began to just kind of have distance. We weren't in each other's space. We weren't always down each other's throats, and it was great. And now I'm a little bit closer, but not, and not as far. Um, we still talk. We still, I still go home for holidays and stuff, and, we, and our relationship's okay. It can always be better. But I say that because not everybody in this room has that same family dynamic that I have. Some of you don't have a good relationship with either one of your parents. Some of you have an absolute amazing relationship with both, and that's awesome. There's no cookie-cutter way to think of our family. But that doesn't mean we don't try to make it better. And so this is why I'm going to challenge everyone in this room tonight. I want us to at least Try. I'm going to give us a few things that we need to start trying tonight. And I want us to commit to that. But before we get into those things, I'm going to pray for us. God, we love you. We thank you for this time. We thank you for our parents. And God, I pray that as, as we're learning from you tonight, I pray that you'll just take away all, every single distraction that could be on our minds from stuff that's going on at home or at school Drama on social media. God, just drain out all of that. Because we want to learn something from you. I'm not the only one in this room that believes that you have something for us tonight. So freak us out. Teach us something new. Amaze us with your love. And in, in your name we pray. Everybody said? All right. So the first thing I want us to try, and this, this sounds pretty simple and basic, but try to obey. I put that one in there first because it's the one that's super obvious, but try to obey. And if you want to write this down, please, please, please write this down. Because I want you to go ahead and put these into practice. And if you don't write them down and you don't remember them, you don't have them where they're accessible, then you'll forget about them and never try them whenever you leave here tonight. 
So I want you to try these things. I want you to write them down. Try to obey. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, it says this. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord for this is the right thing to do. Ouch. Ouch. Like, that, I mean, that, it, it's the right thing to do. Period. Done. It's, I mean, this verse makes it sound like it's super, super cookie cutter and easy. But whenever we talk about relationships, when we talk about being obedient, we don't really treat it that way. We always think there's some sort of gray area. I treat it like there's some sort of gray area. All right, so there's two types of people in this room tonight. And we're going we're gonna to figure out who's who. All right, so if you're in the room and you are a, like, just absolute rule follower, raise your hand. Like, you, like you, you can't function in life if you're not following the rules. Okay, there's, there's a few of you in the room. All right, that's good. I'm not even going to ask the non-rule followers because if I ask you to raise your hand, then you won't raise your hand because it's technically following the rules. But I just want you to know, you're my people. Non-rule followers, where are you at? Okay, all right. Some of you actually follow the rules. Congratulations, that's awesome. Um, you're my people. I'm not really good at following the rules. But that does not mean, that does not mean I should just stop and not try. That just means that you and me, we got to work a little harder at this. It's not going to be as easy for us. But we have to try. Because this right here, it's not actually, it's not actually uh, optional. Because if you look at this verse, it's actually a command. And let's actually check out the next verse. It says this, honor your father and mother. Verse 2. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on earth. That's verses two and three. You will have a long life on earth. I think it's pretty interesting because it says right here, this, this is like the first commandment with a promise. If we do this, if we obey our parents, we honor our parents. And what does honor actually really mean? It's respect. If we respect the authority of our parents, we have this promise that our lives will be easier. I have a story with that. So, uh, so me and my mom, I told you our relationship's complicated. And uh, there was two different things that uh, I knew in, uh, growing up. That if I made my mom mad, that was one thing. But if I made my mom mad, that was a completely different thing. Uh, Mama P... Whenever she's angry, it's like She-Hulk, all right? I mean, she doesn't turn green, but she turns red, and she is mean. I tell you what, if you, if, like, even if you, like, you went to a restaurant or if, if you told her something that, that uh, she was going to get or if she was supposed to do something and she did it, and the, the end result was not what she expected or what she was told, she would absolutely freak out, all right? She would go ballistic, but check this out. So I'm not a rule follower. I, I, did, I'm, I wasn't the easiest child to raise, I would say. It's probably the reason why I don't want to have kids now, because I know they'll be exactly like me. I'm just like, I'm absolutely terrified of that. All right? I don't, I don't want to deal with that. But I know if I made my mom mad, two things would, be, would have been said. One of them is, I can't say it on stage because it's expletive, but it deals with poop. And the other thing was, Taylor, I brought you into this world and I can sure as heck take you out. And in those moments, I believed her. 
I was like, dang, bye. <laughs> but it's funny because whenever I look at this first and I say, and it says that if you honor and respect your parents, things in life will go well for you and you'll live long. And the reason why I thought of that is because if I crossed my mom, then she would kill me. <laughs> But check this out. So uh, that's one aspect with my mom. But let me tell you about my dad. So there was one time uh, about respecting my dad that I'll never, ever forget. And I told this story not too long ago. But uh, early in high school, my, parent, my dad was wanting to give me more responsibility around the house. I was already mowing my lawn at my house. And I was mowing my, both my grandparents' lawns uh, just because if I'm going to play football and I don't have a job, I have to do some work around the house. And that's totally cool. Uh, and so I started taking out the trash. And uh, it started off pretty good, like uh, the first day, because uh, trash day is always uh, in Mesquite, Texas. It's, it's a Wednesday, and it's Saturday, and Wednesday I woke up, and I took out the trash. And it was awesome. I hung out too late with my friends on Friday night. I woke up too late on Saturday. The trash man had already come and gone. Uh, Dad was like, Taylor, this can't happen. Uh, I've given you this responsibility. I expect you to do what I ask you to do. It's like, all right, Daddy, I got it. Don't worry about it. Wednesday rolled around. Uh, I didn't do it. Not because I didn't want to. It's just like, it's almost like I have this ability to look at something and see that somebody needs to, I mean, I just can't, I, lo- I can look at it, but I can't identify that this right here needs to be taken care of. It's almost like my dirty laundry in my room. I can look at it and just be completely oblivious that it needs to go in the dirty laundry basket, not on the floor. My wife will tell you that all the time. She's, she's just kind of dumbfounded on how stupid I am. I know, me too, don't worry. But uh, Saturday, actually, before I, t- before I get into Saturday, my dad said, now Taylor, I know you have this paintball tournament coming up on Saturday. If you do not take out the trash, you're not going to that paintball tournament. Now, I wasn't really good at paintball. I just loved to play. And me and my friends, like, loved, for some reason, we just love to get shot at paintball. I don't know. Um, but it's something that we really, really love to do together. And Saturday rolls along. And I was like, all right. So I took the trash out. So I thought. And so in our house, we, whenever the trash was full, we just put it in the garage. And then on trash day, we'd take it all out to the, to the curb and then it'd be good. Well, I took the trash that was already in the garage out to the curb, but I did not take out the trash that was already in the house. And so whenever I took out the trash, I was like, yeah, I got this. Dad can't hate me. So I thought, dad walked in my room whenever I was getting ready to, to go. And he's like, Taylor, what happened? I thought you were going to take the trash out. Now my dad's a nice man, but whenever he raised his voice, I knew that I was in trouble, even more so than my mom. And so I was like, dad, I took out the trash. Look, I mean, I, well, I walked out there and showed him that the trash can was empty, that the garbage man came and already put it away. He's like, no, you didn't take out the trash inside the house. My dad, being a man of his word, was like, you're not going to that paintball tournament. And as swiftly as I could, I said, Dad, I hate you! And then I ran to my room like a little girl. (laughs) And I was super, super sad. This was before Netflix, so I couldn't, like, just, I couldn't just, like, bury my emotions on a screen. Uh, I was was actually, like, even too upset to play video games, because all my friends were getting ready to go. So I had nobody to play video games with. So I just kind of sat in my bed with the TV on. And for a few hours, did you say eat ice cream? I'm not going to eat ice cream. For a few, hour, a few hours passed by, and uh, my dad walked in the room. 
And he came up to me and he said, Taylor, I'm not even mad that you said that you hate me because I know that's not true. You're just sad and you're mad. That's okay. But whenever you don't do what I ask you to do, that shows you you don't respect me. I was like, mind blown. No matter what I can say to my dad, the thing that he values the most is to be respected. Just like what God says, he wants us to respect our parents. Why? They don't have to earn it. It's because they're our parents. Bottom line, period. They're our parents, so we should respect them. There's no gray area. We need to respect our parents. Let's check out the third one. It says this, try to listen. So we have try to obey, we have try to respect, and now we have try to listen. If you have your Bibles or if you don't have it, that's okay. You can look on the, you can look on the screen. But James chapter 1, verse 19, it says this. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Man. All right. That's like the complete opposite of me. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one in the room tonight, but that is the complete and total opposite of me. The first thing that I do whenever I get angry, because I'm a pretty sensitive person, I get my feelings hurt. And whenever that happens, I completely shut down. I get angry and I just choose to, to, I choose to just continue in conflict. But that's not what this verse is saying. You must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Let's check out the next one. Try not to argue. Try not to argue. Now, I don't know about some of you in the room, but uh, I feel like arguing for me sometimes is like a challenge, and I always accept it. I'm like, I am going to win this. All right, I want to win. I, I mean, I might not be good at everything else in life, but I'm going to win this dang argument. Like, you can bet on that, all right? But uh, sometimes, if you've met wa- my wife, you know, uh, sometimes that doesn't work out either. Uh, she's scarier than me, and she could beat me up. But even when I know that I'm dead wrong, I try my very best to show that I'm right. And I'll fight for being wrong as long as I can. I don't know I'm not the only one in the room that's like that. In our relationship with our parents, God wants us to not argue. Because check this out. Don't miss this. Because when God went to the cross, or when God sent Jesus to go to the cross for you, because he knew that you couldn't pay the payment for your sin, he didn't argue. He didn't complain. He did it. And because of that, don't let, hey, guys, don't miss this. Don't miss this. He didn't complain or he didn't argue. He did that because he loved you and he knew that you couldn't pay for your sin on your own. That's deep. That's why he tells us not to argue. Check out this next verse. Philippians 2, verse 14, it says this. Do everything without complaining and arguing. 
I'm so bad at that. I'm so bad at that. See, I always try to do something that I, I always try to, I try to justify why I don't have to do what I don't want to do. Especially when it came to my parents. Anytime my mom asked me to do the dishes, no, nah, I'm too busy, I have homework. I don't really have homework. I just didn't want to do the dishes. Some of you are better kids than me. But I would try to justify. I would try to say, no, I have too much homework. I need to study for this test. Now, my friend, I, I, have to play, I have to hang out with my friends right now because they're about to have to go to bed. There's no gray area. Do everything without complaining and arguing. Let's look at this next one. Try to forgive and understand. Try to forgive and understand. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 2 and 3 says this. Always be humble and and gentle. Be patient with each other. Making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. The thing that sticks out to me with that verse is make an allowance of faults. You know what that means? It means to, it's okay that we're not perfect. It's okay that we're going to mess up. And let's expect that. Because I think it's very unfair for us to expect that, not just our friends and uh, our, our teachers, but our parents most of all, we expect them to be perfect sometimes. We expect them to have life completely figured out. And for me, uh, I, I actually fully realized this my junior year of college. Uh, my junior year of college, my dad and my mom were going through this huge fight. It, was, it lasted almost all my junior year of college. And uh, I, they were on the brink of divorce. Uh, things were not looking well. I was, I was, like I said, 400 miles away. There's not much that I can do. But there would be days where I would talk to my dad on the phone, and he would just be super sad. He's like, I, I feel like I've done all that I can. I feel like I don't know what else to do. And me having those memories of my dad always being there for me, I, I immediately thought that my mom was, was doing something against my dad. So you know what I did? Called her up. Asked her, like, Mom, why are you treating dad so poorly? Why are you doing this, 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 and this? And she just completely broke down. Fam, we need to be patient and understand. See, you can't actually understand unless you're patient. Because if I just would have asked my mom what was going on, what was her perspective of this whole thing, she just felt like she wasn't heard. As a matter of fact, my mom that year, she was, she was going through some hard times. Like she just started a new job. She was really stressed out at work. And just everything else that was going on in my home that I did not know about, it was just too much for her. If there's ever a time where I wanted to take back some words, it was then. Because after I, after I rebuked her and got mad at her and, and made her cry and got off the phone, a few weeks later, my mom had to go to a mental health facility. It's not because of my conversation, but it's just because of all this stuff that was building up. She was going through some counseling, and she, she just needed some help. She needed some time away. But if I just would have been there, if I would have just sat there, listened, and been patient, and tried to understand what was going on, 
I mean, that would have done wonders for her. Not that it would have fixed her, but it would have helped me understand my mom. And that was the very first time I realized that my parents are not perfect. And that's super unfair of me to place that expectation on them. And I know some of us in this room, we feel like our parents are just screw-ups. But they're just imperfect people just like you and me. They're imperfect people that need a savior just like you and me. We need to try to understand them. Even whenever it's complicated, even whenever things just don't make sense, we need to try to sit back, listen, and understand. Let's check out the next one. Forgiveness. We need to talk about forgiveness. We'll go back to love in a second. Forgiveness. Let's check out this verse in Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 through 15. We're going to run through this pretty quickly because we're running out of time. But if you forgive those who sin against you and your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. Family, we need to forgive. Forgiveness is crucial. There might have been some times in your life where your parents, you felt like your parents have failed you. It's time to forgive them. Like I said, it's, it's, it's really unfair for us to place this expectation that since, that since they're older, they have all this stuff of life figured out. But have you ever tried to sit back and listen to figure out what they're going through? Probably not. No, I hadn't. And whenever they mess up, we need to be quick to forgive because Jesus forgave you. Because you're imperfect too. Let's try to love. This will be our last one. Let's try to love. First Peter chapter four, verse eight says this. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. I know this one sounds just as basic as the first one, but love. If we choose to love rather than to judge, it'd be a lot easier to forgive them, to understand them whenever things don't go well in life. Because we love it whenever we mess up and they make us feel good, but whenever they mess up, we condemn them sometimes. That's not fair. Family, you got to try to love them. Love them for who they are. Now, I want to I leave you this question tonight. How do you want your relationship with your parents to be? Do you want it to get better? Do you want it to stay the same? Because some of you in the room tonight might say, like, my relationship with my parents is solid, Taylor. That's awesome. But that's not going to last forever. Let's try these things. Don't, try, don't, don't just wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. Let's, try, let's start trying them tonight. Because if there's one thing that I know that since I've been studying scripture and, and since I've been following Jesus, God always keeps his promises. 
And God says whenever our relationship with our parents is solid, things will go well for us in life. Cool? Let me pray for us. God, we love you. We thank you for this time. We thank you that uh, you value us. You value our parents. And so, God, I pray as we're doing our very best to try these things, God, I pray that uh, you'll just give us the courage and the boldness to continue to do this, the endurance, even whenever it gets hard, whenever it gets more complicated. God, help us try these things to make our relationship with our parents better. We love you, and we thank you for challenging us. You know we pray. Thank you for tuning in to the student podcast. Check us out on Twitter or Instagram at COFSTUDENTS.